Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. I think it's really important for people to remember how important email list growth is and that every single thing you do really ultimately needs to be driving towards that email list growth. Promoting your show wants to be a tool towards email list growth. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson-Gray, and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I'm joined by Anne Popolizio to talk about how you can use Facebook ads in your live video promotion strategy. We're looking at all the different ways you could use ads, even though you can't directly promote a Facebook live video. But first, I think it's time... Looks like it's time for something completely nutty! This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's Ian Anderson Gray for the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is episode 73, which is all about how to use Facebook ads in your live video strategy. I've got Anne Popolizio on the show today with me, which is very exciting. I'm I'm singing because, well, we, we um, that's how we met, actually. Uh, a bit more about that in a minute. But so if you're listening to the podcast, the show notes for this will be at iag.me forward slash 73 iag.me forward slash 73 if you're watching on my facebook page do get involved with the comments you can also get my confidence guide just by commenting or if you're watching on one of my on other channels all you need to do is go to confident.live forward slash subscribe today's podcast as always is sponsored by my good friends at content tedx and it's also sponsored by invideo and Streamyard, which is Awesome. So a little bit more about my sponsor, Content 10X. And just to let you know, next episode, so if you're watching live next Tuesday, I've actually got the founder of Content 10X on the show. Uh, this is Amy Woods, good friend of mine, and she's going to be showing a little bit more about a new service that they've got all about LinkedIn. So Content 10X is the complete end-to-end -end content repurposing service. This is particularly good if you have a live video show and you go live on a regular basis. Content 10X can take that live video and turn it into a blog post, a podcast, infographics, you name it, they do it. And they can also teach you how to do content repurposing as well. They will teach you how to do it through their blog, their podcast, they've got a book. And a bit more about this LinkedIn 10X thing, because this is something I'm really excited about. But if you're wanting to be a lot more active on LinkedIn, if you're wanting to engage with your audience, be seen as a, a thought leader on LinkedIn, then what Content 10X can do, if you produce a video every week, they will take that 
video and turn it into all this other content for LinkedIn. It's really, really awesome. But a little bit more about that next episode because I'm going to be quizzing Amy all about that. So all you need to do is go to content10x.com and find out a little bit more about it. And I thank you so much, Amy and the rest of the team for sponsoring the show. So it's time to introduce my good friend, Anne Popolizio. Anne is the owner of Social Scrib, a digital marketing agency. She has a passion for special, if I can say it, (laughs) a passion for specificity. Thank you, Anne, for that word, in storytelling. But she's obsessed with data so you can measure your results. Anne, I'm sorry about that. You're just laughing your head off, aren't you, at this point? (laughs) <laughs> Specificity. I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, there we go. That's 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 just the end of it, isn't it? Should we just Oh dear. <laughs> So just before, while you're, while you're kind of uh, trying to get yourself together, just to say we've got some fabulous people watching. Uh, we've got Joe, uh, J- Joe North watching from Ripon in North Yorkshire. Let's see if I can get that on. So yes, great to see you. Uh, Adrian Pope say, uh, is here as well. Uh, Jazz Greer, Martin Buckland. Yeah, we had lots of problems with the sound before. Sasha uh, Lydiard is here. All good now. Sasha's been fantastic helping me with the, my Facebook Messenger bot as well. Uh, Shane Trammell saying, yeah, it's it's a comment growth tool. Great to see you there as well. Shane also says, it's hard to get approved on LinkedIn for live video. Any tips? A little bit more about LinkedIn in the future, but as I said before on this show, uh, if you... Anne's still trying to get herself together. Um, If you want to apply for LinkedIn Live, the best way is to apply more than once, but probably the best way is to prove to LinkedIn that you do have a regular live show on another platform. So don't just wait for LinkedIn Live approval. Start on a different platform and do a regular live show, and that's going to put you in much a much better stead than if you didn't bother at all. So um, definitely check that out. And Shane is saying... It's from Tola, Texas. Awesome. Fabulous. Have you consoled yourself, Anne? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm put back together. That's, that's good. <laughs> Specificity. Right. There we go. Anyway, I shouldn't have said that. So, um, how to do, how, tell us about your background, because um, we've got something in common, I think. We uh, you do. Know, we, we do, and it's very exciting. So, tell, tell us a little bit about your background and also how we met, because I, I think that's really, really a fun fact. Well, see, you and I met uh, doing the Wizard of Oz at Social Media Marketing World. And uh, I was playing Glinda, the Good Witch, and you were playing uh, the Cowardly Lion, right? Is that who you were? That's right. Yes, I was, yeah. I was like... The, you were the, such a good... You were so sweet. Well, it was, it was fun because we, we were doing... It was like a parody and it was all to do with uh-huh. like networking. And I was the, uh-huh. the really introverted, shy guy who, who just right. didn't want to talk to anyone. And um, right. yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah. But you were, the, you were the good witch. I was the good witch. And I came in and, and I came down. I was the... Oh, God, what is it? I'm totally blanking on all my literary devices now. And anyway, so I came down from the high heavens and, and uh, resolved the conflict and made all the bad people go away and made everyone happy to to be networking and feel good. And and I had a little wand and it was plastic and it had some blinged out stars on the top and I loved it. <laughs> oh, it was so, so much fun. See, but your your background is acting. I mean, you, you did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how, how did you get into acting? And then tell us how you then got into what you're doing today because I, I love to hear yeah. these stories. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, so it's actually all quite connected. So I, I, I mean, I started acting when I was nine years old and my mom was like, would you like to do commercials? And I said, yes, please. And it all went from there. Uh, and so then I, I started auditioning as a child and I did lots of theater and, um, and then ran around New York City for two years after I graduated from college. And I did Shakespeare in the parking lot. And uh, <laughs> I, was, um, I was in an off-Broadway show. And I, you know, I, I had a good time. Did lots, lots and lots of theater in those two years. And then I went to California to go for graduate, graduate school. So I have an MFA in acting. And uh, it's through acting that I actually got my background in film and my, you know, my understanding of everything from uh, the ideal client profile, which is actually just a character persona, and you know, to to film and composition and storytelling and lighting and, and all that fun stuff. Um, and I, when I graduated from uh, when I graduated from graduate school. Then I started acting professionally in Los Angeles, and I had taken a marketing for acting class, and I, I was like, well, I need some place to practice all of this, you know, marketing <laughs> stuff, and it had talked about a website and email marketing and social media marketing, and um, I mean, I, I, to be fair, I am first-generation Facebook. I have been on Facebook since, you know, 2004. I was a late adopter at Georgetown. So I, I was a couple months behind the curve. I didn't realize actually, um, I was reading Andrew and Pete's intro and they were talking about the year that Facebook was founded. And, and they, I guess it was 2003. And they, I was like, no, it was found before then. It was like 2001 or 2002. And no, no, like it went from Harvard only to 15 schools in the Northeast to national and just lightning fast. I didn't realize we were, when we started, it was that early. But anyway, tangent. So I graduated from grad school, took this acting class and I took the marketing class and then just walked into, I was teach. I was working at a sailing school at the time and I walked in there and I was like, we should switch to constant contact. And my boss was like, great idea. And go do that. And I was like, I did not say I knew how to do that. And uh, so <laughs> I got, I got paid to learn how to do email marketing. I took over the social media. So I've been doing social media for business since about 2010, early 2011. And then it, it went from there and I started, you know, just doing the marketing. I was, I worked there for a few more years and then I went to another place and worked there for two years, responsible for all the marketing. And we had a 30% growth two years in a row. And I went, Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm not terrible at this. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went out on my own and I was like, well, I have no idea what I'm doing, but as long as I can find clients that match the profile of the two places that I worked where I knocked it out of the park, I can at least help somebody. And that was four years ago. Uh, I guess it's more than four years ago now. No, I'm getting old. How long has it been? It's, Ian, it's been, I don't know, COVID. I don't, don't know don't, time don't, anymore. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. So you... <laughs> But yeah, you know more than a few things now about Facebook ads and you, you've run yeah. very successful campaigns and, you know, you are one of the people that I will go to if I have any Facebook woes, which Facebook ads woes, uh, which happens on a regular basis. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I will ask you. So fa Facebook ads. OK, mm -hmm. I mean, and, and I'd love to know if you're if you're watching live or the replay. Put in the comments, you know, what have what are your questions when it comes to live video? But but bef before before we get onto Facebook ads for live video, why should we be considering Facebook ads in the first place? Well, so Facebook ads are your best outreach tool. They are your best audience growth tool, and they will help you reach people at the very top of the purchasing experience of that buying journey. 
And, uh, you know, if they, if 70% of buying decisions go to someone, go to a, a vendor that the, the client had, was aware of at the top of the buying decision. So by using social media ads in general, especially Facebook, you are putting yourself on the, on the radar, on the awareness of, of your client base early in the process, which is increasing your chances that ultimately they'll buy from you. And with organic social media, you, are, you have your existing audience, so you can reach them occasionally, depending on how Facebook algorithm was working that day. And, and then if they share content, then it can go to their networks. But, you know, maybe you're going to hit two, three degrees of separation max. With Facebook ads, you can reach people that you are not connected to in any way, shape, or form. You can create lookalike audiences and say to Facebook, I want to, this is my existing audience, and I want you to find the million other people in this, on, you know, in this country that behave like they do, but who, you know, who don't know me yet. And, and that's what Facebook ads will do. That's awesome. I, I think you've, you've kind of answered this, or I, I think I know what you'll say, which is, you know, for, for, for a lot of my clients and my audience, they'll say, well, I don't really do Facebook that much. I'm more kind of on Instagram or I'm more on, on, on LinkedIn. You know, should we mm -hmm. still be thinking about uh, Facebook ads? I mean, what, for example, if my Facebook page is, as we say in the UK, a bit pants, basically not very good, and I haven't really invested in it, should we still be considering Facebook ads? Uh, generally, yes, unless your audience is very young. Hmm. Um, so if your audience is under 20, then, yeah. then probably not. They're just not on Facebook. Um, but when we say Facebook ads, we are actually including Instagram as well. Facebook yeah. owns Instagram and you run ads for Instagram through the Facebook ads manager platform. So it really hmm. is one and the same. And it's just a matter of placement. Yeah, I think that's an important thing to to to, to say, really. Um, and it's Shane asking a comment: Is is Facebook ads more B two C, or do you see it as B two B as well? I think that's a good question. Uh, what would you say to that? Yeah, it's definitely still a B two B platform. Um, people are people, and ultimately, you are selling yeah. to people, whether they are buying on behalf of the company or they are buying on behalf of themselves. It is they are still people. And the most most time that people spend on social media is on Facebook. It is not on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's organic reach is through the roof. So um, you definitely want to be on LinkedIn and you want to be maximizing the heck out of the organic strategies that you can on LinkedIn for B2B. But uh, you don't want to certainly don't want to neglect uh, B2B marketing on Facebook, particularly with ads. That's, it, man. That's a great question, Shane. But yeah, it, it is thinking about it more P2P and think and, you know, the people yeah. on, on Facebook are people, uh, which is kind of obvious, but it's, it's something that we can easily forget. Uh, Joe says, um, and, and this is this is a common kind of question, you know, I more on LinkedIn and Instagram and struggle with growth on Facebook. My audience is facilitators, which is more of a business context. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think, would you say the same thing to Joe? I mean, if, if her audience is more on, on Instagram, well, it, you, you've already said that we can, you can advertise to Instagram, but if it's also mm -hmm. LinkedIn, you know, what would you say to, to Joe in that context? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. The strength of LinkedIn is organic. The strength of Facebook is ads. So you're probably struggling because I'm going to assume the majority of your efforts on Facebook are organic. And if you are not putting money into Facebook today, you are going to struggle to grow a page organically. I mean, it, it's 2020. That is what it is. But you can 
layer in and marry a paid strategy with your organic strategy for Facebook. And again, most people spend the majority of the time that people spend on social media, especially, especially if you're in that B2B market, because you're not, unless you're selling to 25 year olds, you're probably selling to people over 35, maybe 30. Um, and, and the majority of the time that they spend on social media is on Facebook. They're going back and forth. And it, it just the piece of it is the organic reach on Facebook is so hard. I mean, if you have a good day, you hit 10% of your audience. And, and that's where you're, you're seeing the struggle. But Facebook, but the p- ads are much more powerful on Facebook and they, they convert better on Facebook, especially with the older audience. Younger audiences may still do better on Instagram, but but that the face, Facebook ads, especially with an audience over 35, are the strongest um, mm. from an ads platform. That's a really important point. So yeah, the, it depends on your audience, uh, but I hope that was helpful, Joe. I, I think that's that's so important to say. So we need to get on to this. We need to get on to live video and ads. And, and the, the first thing, the first if if you are broadcasting a regular live show, the first thing you'll probably realize is that you can't actually promote a live video beforehand. You can't if you schedule your live video, the little boost button says unavailable and you go, "Oh, Facebook, why are you doing this to me?" So there's a few there's a few things that you can't do. And so I think we need to maybe kind of start with the problems. And and so don't worry, we are going to get onto the positives and what you can do. But let's talk about the problems of what you can't do and what can't we do? You've identified one issue around mm. promotion, but the other piece is comes down to the video itself. So you have to remember who you're serving your video to. And again, Facebook, social media, and this is also true for, for Instagram, your audience, the majority of the people that you're going to serve this video to is a cold audience. They don't know you yet. And the general rule, regardless of what the video is, the general rule is you've got three seconds. You have one second to stop the scroll and up to three seconds to establish enough relevancy with the viewer that they are going to continue watching. Mm. And that's the biggest challenge you have around video and in specifically using live video with ads the kind of the the piece to keep in mind right like in terms of using that live video as it stands um as a piece of content if you want to take it and just throw a few bucks behind it so that the people see it you really only want to serve that ad to a retargeting audience those are your warm audiences those are your page engagement the people who like your page the website traffic audience your email list these are the people who already know you they will forgive those first three seconds. Um, And I think even just this interview is a perfect example, right? Like (laughs) you and I both know what we're doing when it comes to live video. And it still took us five minutes to get, you know, things sorted before we got into anything remotely interesting. And we're, you know, how far are we into the, this interview now before we finally started talking about the meat of the topic? (laughs) It was highly interesting. (laughs) No, it was extremely interesting, but like, in yeah. terms of shoving a video into someone who has no idea who you Absolutely. are, yeah. they what's relevant to them? And, um, you know, my acting background is all fine and dandy, but that's not relevant to them. <laughs> so while it makes for good relationship building, nurture content, it doesn't make good awareness content. And you have you have three seconds to get it right. So that's that's the that's the big challenge around using 
uh, the video content. So you're not saying that we should never boost or promote a live video post after it's gone live, that, you know, basically promote the replay. You're not saying we should never do that, but if we are going to do that, it needs to be to what you would call a warm audience, to people who right. are liking the page and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. maybe you, you could tell us a little bit more about warm audiences and cold audiences. I'm sure I'm sure most people have heard of those phrases, but just, just maybe mm -hmm. kind of unpack what you mean by that and what we should be, why we should be thinking about that when we're, we're looking at ads and promoting okay. our the live video. From a structural standpoint within Facebook, there are three kinds of audiences that you can use. You can use saved audiences, you can use lookalike audiences, and you can use custom audiences. The custom audiences, these are your people. These people have already engaged with you in some capacity. They have given you their email address, they have visited your website, they have engaged with your social profile content. The custom audience, this is who you can promote, you know, straight up promote your, your live video to after it's already happened in its capacity. The next audience up is the lookalike audience. And this is that behavioral similarity that I was talking about before. So you say to Facebook, take my custom audience, take my page engagement audience or my email list or my website traffic and find me the people that most resemble them out in the world. So this is the lookalike audience. This is the second audience. Then you've got your third audience, which is your saved audience. And this is where you're able to put parameters onto things. And this is where, this is the audience that actually most people are familiar with if you're using the boosted post button. This is where you can um, choose your different interests. This is where you're going to choose your demographics. So your age and your location and the languages that they speak. And, and you can take a custom audience and put parameters on it, put limitations on it to create a saved audience. You can take a lookalike audience and put parameters on it to create a saved audience. Or you can start with interests and use, uh, and use that to create a saved audience. And you can put age demographic parameters on it or not. Yeah, those, that's the structure there. And then you want the cold audience, so your lookalike audience and your interest audiences. Those are going to be your two cold ones. Those are the people who don't know you. And those are the ones you don't want to straight up promote a live video to as it is the way you record the live video because those people don't know you and three seconds is not going to be enough time to establish enough relevancy from a live video. I think that's really, really important. So yeah, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about that and uh, you know, maybe what some of the strategies that we can do uh, for when it comes to our cold audiences. You know, how, can, mm -hmm. can we use our live videos at all or, or do we have to think about repurposing? But before we do get onto that, it's, it's time to bring in my next sponsor. I'm just looking for the button. I found it, which is always a good thing. Here we go. Uh, InVideo is a fantastic tool. And this is quite a good time to talk about InVideo because this is repurposing. I mean, this is a great tool to, to use if you want to repurpose your live videos into stunning bite-sized video. And I'm going to ask Anne about this, you know, whether this would be a tool that we could use these to actually create uh, a short video that we can then promote. So live videos are great uh, for you to bring immense value to your audience. And it's great to expand your reach and build a community, as we talked last time with Lou Mangiello. But how do you extend your reach to a wider audience? And how do you leverage a single live video to create um, to create more than maybe like could be like a dozen little videos that you could or, or, or 
images and things like that so that you can promote across all your different channels. The problem is this can take a lot of time to create all those little bits of content. So InVideo is a great tool that allows you to create all those little videos very quickly and easily. It's an online video editing tool and it can allow you to create thumb-stopping videos in under 15 minutes without any prior experience with video editing. You don't need to be a video editor to do this. It's so easy to use and there are so many different images and videos. There are effectively thousands, tens of thousands of videos all the way through this. And it was um, described as the best video editing tool back in 2019. Now, yeah, there's over three and a half thousand premium video templates, which is awesome. Now, if you go to iag.me forward slash InVideo, you can get 50% off, which is pretty nuts because it's already pretty cheap, but the business plan will now cost only $5 per month and the unlimited plan is $15 per month. So if you go to iag.me forward slash InVideo and if you use the code iag.me forward slash 50, you can get 50% off. It's completely mad. So definitely check that out. And thank you so much, the team at InVideo for sponsoring this show. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. So, help us, Anne. What do we? What can we do? What can we do to reach our cold audiences? And you know, using the the live videos that we've created, you know, what what can we mm-hmm. then do? Yeah. So, in terms of taking the content itself, there's two kind of two key things that you can do. So one is use a tool like InVideo and edit down small clips. So the 30 seconds to a minute, uh, if you've got a good little nugget, I mean, Ian, you're doing an interview format, for example. So a good a good little nugget would be one question with one answer. And then you've got a good little content-rich nugget that can make a 30-second to one-minute video. Certainly, that wants to be less than two minutes. Um, And, you know, sometimes you may need to do a little bit more internal editing, especially with live video, because the the arc of a story of live video can be a little bit up and down. It can get a little long. It can get some rambly, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so you want to you want to just find something that's nice and tight and concise. And so you may need to do some internal editing if your editing skills are not the strongest and you can handle getting a start and a finish. Great. At least do the start and the finish. And use that to create additional social posts that you can then put some money behind. The other thing that you can do is if like, because this, this happens a lot, like will clients will, you know, they'll do a live and they'll be like, my audience is going absolutely crazy for this section. And I look at the section and I'm like, this section is 10 minutes long and there is not a 30 second nugget to pull from here. Uh, And what we'll do in those situations is we'll record a second video, but we will use the original live video as a bit of a brainstorming session to write the script for the very tight, concise, short video that we can then use for an ad. So those are the two big content things that you can do. Um, for repurposing. Uh, so that so that's the repurposing. But is there anything we yeah. can do like before a live video? So like for example, I I scheduled this show probably mm-hmm. about four days ago. You can on Facebook you can schedule up to a week in advance. Is there anything you can do beforehand? Obviously you can't promote the scheduled live video, but is there anything mm-hmm. you can do to create a bit of a buzz? Yeah. So there's there's a few workarounds to this. Um, 
And I think the model that most people are going to be familiar with is the five day challenge. And that is a, that's a very traditional, very standard live video marketing tool. Uh, you know, if you do a five day challenge, you have a Facebook group and you're going live in the Facebook group every day. That's, that's a very typical format. Um, the same applies whether you are doing a one-off live video or you're doing a, like a series, a show like, like Confident Live Marketing, for example. You, what you need people to do is opt in to register for the event, whether, you know, registering for the event is, you know, a live, a single live event. Um, like you, you register to attend a, a virtual conference, you register to attend the opera is doing a, a live broadcast, you would register to attend that even if it's free. And so you take that same structure and apply it to your, um, to your live show. And, you know, so, so let's take a look at the challenge structure, the funnel structure. You're going to have a landing page. And on that landing page, I'm going to learn a little bit about what the challenge is about. And then I'm going to have a form where it's going to capture my name and my email address. And it's going to be super simple. You don't want to necessarily capture more than that. Um, but my name and my email address. And then that's going to take me to a confirmation page, a thank you page. On that thank you page, you can put the link to the live event that you created, to the, the pre-scheduled live video. And then I'm going to send a confirmation email, which will also have the link to that live video. And then I'm going to send an email the morning of that says, hey, we're going live at noon. And 15 minutes before noon, I'm going to send a reminder email saying, we're going live, click here to watch. You did something similar with Messenger. And so that's another way, a slightly simple, a simpler way that you can do it. Uh, where you 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 set up the schedule to you you set it up so that I can click and register, get a reminder, send send it through Messenger. But you can create an ad where it's a send a message ad, and then you can create the button, the funnel that reminds people. So you're not necessarily it would be a post about the live event, and the call to action is to send a message, which would trigger the funnel to you know to register for the reminder. Right. Um, but those are the two ways that you can do it. Um, we've, we found stronger registrations from the landing page email opt-in funnel, um, than messenger, but the, uh, it re that's really depends on your audience. If your audience is used to opting into things through messenger, if they trust messenger, then that can work really well if, um, if they're a little bit wary. This could be true for an older audience in particular. Um, you might want to go the landing page route, but test it. Find out what works better for your audience. And is there any, any could you do both? You know, is there any, mm -hmm. yeah, so you could do both. So, and the way that, so the way that would work with the, let me get this right, with the landing page, it's a traditional landing page that you're send. How do, are you sending your list to this, your email list to the landing page? And then oh, yeah, because you that, want yeah. people to opt in. Yeah, like you yeah. you want people to get the reminders that you're going live. And, um, you know, so this can be, your messaging could be either register for the one-off event. But like, let's say let's say we've got an, exa an example like the series mm. that you run, for example. Well, the immediate messaging is the next Confident Live is going to be, um, you know, on Friday with Ann Poblizio and we're going to be talking about ads. And so your email that you send out, your immediate messaging can be that this is the next show, register for the next show. 
And then people can continue to get the reminders. They've like registered for the Confident Live Marketing and we'll send you a reminder about each week's show. You can give people an option if they do or don't, but you know, you want to get yeah. them the, as, you want to, you want to send them as many reminders as you can. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's cool. So, so you, so you've got the, the, the email method, the landing page and then sending them out an email. Mm-hmm. You've got the, the messenger option, which I want to ask you a little bit more about that in, in a bit. Uh, and I suppose you, you could do both and then, yeah, you know, something that I've been experimenting with and playing with 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 many chats and Facebook messengers is that you can mm-hmm. actually do both. You can actually get people to opt in as well as a uh-huh. messenger into into email and even text message now SMS as well. Mm-hmm. I hope that's really helpful for you, Joe. Joe is saying uh, I'm doing that five day challenge next week. So mm-hmm. yes, let us know what you're going to do, Joe. Are you going to do the landing page side of things as well? And we've got Sasha saying here. So um, Sasha is helping with my bot. She's saying you can have two different Facebook ads with a promotional post about the live. You can do an engagement ad so that when people comment, they go into the bot funnel. And if you do a mm-hmm. click to messenger ad, we can bring them in when they click the call to action button. Thank you, Sasha. That's really, really cool. Lots of cool things that we can do. And Joe says, definitely very helpful. Yes, thank you so much. So, okay, that's that's great. So what what else should we be considering? I know there's you you've got this thing where you talk about the the three ways that we can use our content. You know, can you maybe go in a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the so the things when you're creating your content, there's two things that you want to be keeping in mind. The first thing is who you're going to be serving this to. And the second thing then is what what you want to be saying. So the cold audience, you're going to have a different conversation with your cold audience than you're going to have with your warm audience. And the, you know, you have to look at it from their, their perspective. How much information do they have? Um, and how much context do they need? And that's one of the tricky pieces about live video is sometimes things are out of context. And so when you go, if you're repurposing a piece of a live video, what you may need to do is maybe add some text, add like additional cards to the video and flesh that video out a little bit more to create that context for a cold audience. For your warm audience, then maybe you have more of a call to action at the end. But what do you, you know? What do you want them to do? Do you want them to comment? Do you want them to opt into something? Do you want them to register for the next live event so that they don't miss it? And so that's when you're putting together content, you have to be very, very clear on who you're talking to, uh, what do they need to know, what do they already know, and, and what you need to say to them to fill in any gaps mm. and get them to take the action that you need them to take. Because for important. for cold audience, it may just be you're just doing an audience building tool, in which case all you really need them to do is watch. That's all you need them to do is just watch and get to know you and get to know your name because you're going to give them an offer two or three two or three things later. You don't have to go for the jugular with every single <laughs> yeah. video, especially when you're doing audience building nurture. If you figure it's 13 touches to sell, uh, in the digital world, okay, don't worry about selling in the first three. Just build trust. Get yeah. them to get to know them. Let as them long get to as, know you. As long as you do get onto the selling, because that's the yeah, other problem I see selling. people, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they just like, they never do it. They're so afraid that yeah. they might offend people. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of interesting because yeah. you said earlier about, you know, you need to keep reminding people. And there's, there's a balancing act here because I think sometimes well, let me ask you this question. Is there too much of something? You know, if you remind people like 
every, I don't know, every single hour of the day in the next week. That might be too much. But, you know, what, at what point do you, do you know what, what is too much? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that might be a little too much. Um, but I think, you know, I, most business owners, especially small business owners who are starting are terrified of over marketing. And I say to them, you are so far from over marketing. You wouldn't even know what hit you. I look at it this way. I have, I'm a very busy and I have, uh, the memory of a peanut. And if there's something that I really want to do, and you do not set up a structure for me to get the 15 reminders that I'm going to need to actually show up, guess what? I'm not going to show up. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen something and I'm like, oh, that looks great. I really want to attend. And there's no way for me to opt in to get the reminders that I need to actually make it happen, to get a calendar event that's going yeah. to show up and, and, and get me there. And I, I think I end up missing more stuff than I other than I would like to be just because I simply, there isn't enough structure or enough reminders to get me there. So most businesses, most small businesses are actually in that area. They're not creating enough structure to give their audience the reminder that they need to show up. You're losing people that want to attend more than mm. over marketing. So if I have opted into an event, it is okay to send me the reminder emails like, a, you know, a couple days before and a day before and the morning of, and we're starting now that, that level's fine. I need that reminder. I, I need it. Just put yourself into your own audience's shoes. And after that, for general marketing communications, if you're really concerned, you can tell people up front with the frequency that you're going to be emailing. You know, we send a weekly newsletter. We send a monthly email. Please email more than monthly. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> monthly is not enough. But I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, I there's there's businesses that maybe don't need to, you know, email too, too frequently. And there's like there, there was one business, for example, they sent out a monthly newsletter and I opened it every single time. And then two years later, when the time was right, I responded and went, hey, can we talk? Yeah. I need I need your services now. So. It takes it takes time. It takes time. But that consistency is so important. That's something I've learned over the last uh, year, year and a half, particularly with this show, that one of my commitments was to do this, to do the podcast every single, it would come out every single Friday. And I've done that. And that's been such a big thing. With the live show, my commitment is to go live twice a week. And, mm -hmm. and hopefully at the same time. Today, this week, actually, you're the third. You're on the third live show of the week, so or the fourth live show of the week. So I'm going a little bit mad, but I think that consistency is so so important. And yeah, um, yeah and it me means that everything else that you do, uh, whether it's podcasts or blog posts or, or email marketing, that can then fit into that schedule really really quickly, uh, yeah. really easily. I think um, yeah. it's time to bring in my final sponsor. If that's okay, Anne. Uh, so this is uh, where's the button? StreamYard. StreamYard is awesome. It is a fabulous live video tool that works within the browser. Now, it's my job to try all the different live video tools there. And I think it was, who was it earlier? It was, was talking about, you know, all the different live video tools. I think it was Shane was saying, you know, I've, I'm, you know, I'm using Restream and Ecamm Live and all these things. But I, I recommend different tools to different situations. The thing I love about StreamYard is just the fact that it's just so easy to use. Uh, it's, it works within the browser, so this works for Mac and PC users. 
You can do so many cool things like being able to highlight comments on the screen, similar to what I'm doing at the moment. You can add your own titles. You can have up to nine guests onto your show without any extra software. You can share your screen. You can add your own brand colors. You can stream to Facebook, Periscope, LinkedIn Live, YouTube, and more as well. And if you're feeling really fancy, you can use green screens as well. All of those features are available on the free version of this. And if you wanna just try it out, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash StreamYard. But that's not it. With the paid version, you can do even more like adding your own logo, overlays, backgrounds, and videos, and multicasting for up to seven destinations at the same time, which is really cool. So definitely check out StreamYard. It's, it's a really awesome tool, really quick and easy. If you're just starting out with um, live video, it's definitely worth checking out. And I thank you, StreamYard, for sponsoring the show. Just go to iag.me forward slash StreamYard. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. So we're coming towards the end of the show. And have you got any other thoughts about what we should do for my live video strategy? Actually, just before I ask you that, I just noticed I've got a comment from Sasha, who uh, this is, I think, talking a little bit about what we said before. So, so the boost, tell me if you understand this, because I, I, I'm not sure I quite understand this. So the boost would also work as long as you have the comment growth tool attached, or you can add a link in the description, but I wouldn't recommend that. So Anyway, there we go. Thank you, Sasha. So yeah, any other thoughts before we finish, Anne? Yeah, it was one, one last thing. Um, you know, I, th I think it's really important for people to remember how important email list growth is and that every single thing you do really ultimately needs to be driving towards that email list growth. Promoting your show wants to be a tool towards email list growth. And whether that is sharing lead magnets in the comments or the description of your video, uh, and you're having a call to action for people to opt in organically, or you are creating, uh, whether it's a messenger funnel or a landing page funnel for people to register and opt in for the event, all of your marketing ultimately wants to be driving towards that email list growth. Uh, because Again, the, the, the old adage of social media, you don't own your social media following. And uh, it everything you do structurally has to be driving to email list growth. Mm, that's such an important thing to say. So, I mean, one of the great things about live video is that it's, it does create brand awareness. You know, if you pop up on people's mm -hmm. feeds, that's great. People can get to know you, which is right. awesome. They can get to know the, the real you, which is fabulous. But if they... How can they get to contact you? How can they get to actually buy stuff from you? Getting them onto mm -hmm. your list is going to make it a little bit more intimate. Yes, there's Facebook Messenger bots is another way of doing it, but yeah. getting it getting it into email, I think, is is my ultimate ultimate aim. Mm -hmm. um, getting people onto that so I can have a, a bit more of a personal conversation that way as well and mm -hmm. talk about all the things that I want to talk about. And the cool. other piece is going back to the conversation we were having about the fear of over marketing. Yeah. Yes. If you send me 50 emails in a week, <laughs> that is going to be spam and I am going to I'm going to hurt something. But if I have a Facebook notification, if I have an Instagram post that I see, if I see a story, if I see an email, those are four different touches on four different platforms and those feel like reminders. So 
that's all the more reason to get people onto your email list because then you can hit them on Facebook with an ad. You can hit them by email with a, an email reminder. And that's how you're going to avoid that, that over-marketing. Hit the, you plan for 13 touches, but hit them on different platforms and you will definitely avoid the, the over-marketing. Great advice. Well, thanks, Anne. Well, I think we're at the end of the show. Thank you so much, Anne, for, for sharing all of that information. That's really good. And I, I need to do a lot more when it comes to uh, Facebook ads and, and thinking about the cold and warm audiences and, and looking at them in a different way. I think that's so, so important. And you've given us mm-hmm. lots of really great advice. Where's the best place people can uh, get find out more about you and, and uh, get in touch? You uh, probably our website, socialsquib.com. And uh, if you have any questions, there's an email address on there and you can email me, info at socialsquib.com. And I will be happy to reply. Well, that would be fab. Social Squib, but that's yeah. social and then S-Q-U-I-B. Not social squid. Social no. squib. Squib. A squib a- is a short, brief saying, like a social media post. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Anne. It's been great to have you on the show, finally. Thank you, uh, So, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. I'll be back next week. I've got uh, Amy Woods on the show. And then the couple of days after that, we've got Neil Schaefer on the show to talk about influencer marketing. So lots of cool stuff coming up. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.